0: Brought to you by Feitner Productions.
1: This episode of Laying Down the Law is brought to you by another podcast, Improv Beat by Beat, hosted by Curtis Rutherford, and also the Beanball Podcast with Joey and Brady, hosted by Joey Price. Welcome to Laying Down the Law, the law and comedy podcast that's an afternoon pick-me-up Where we pour the hottest legal cases ever brewed over the icy irony brought by today's coolest improvisers then we improvise a completely made-up scene or scenes to shake and stir it up and then in the third act we completely mix our metaphors around with the sweet creamy truth of honesty so we can find out what it actually means to be human i'd like to introduce my guests both of whom are alumni of UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade. They are improvisers, podcasters, and I'd like to say, new friends. First, he's a writer and actor who got his start in San Francisco, California, before packing up his bags and heading to Brooklyn, New York. Became a a star on several Herald teams at the Upright Citizens Brigade. He became a performer and writer in the long-running UCB show, everyone's favorite game show, and also produced and directed the public access TV show, Deep Space Live. He's the host of the podcast, The Beanball, with Joey and Brady, and best of all, he's a dog lover. Welcome to the podcast for the first time, and I hope it's not the last, the brilliant Mr. Joey Price.
2: Hello. Thank you, Billy. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Thank you for letting me sponsor this podcast.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. For no payment whatsoever.
2: Yeah, pretty a, big get. Pretty big yeah,
1: get. It is big. <laughs> N- Next, he's a writer, improviser, and host of the podcast Improv Beat by Beat. His writing may be found on McSweeney's and elsewhere by Googling his name, including on Twitter, where he puts the roblog in microblogging. Welcome, my third guest host, asterisk, second time is currently stuck in post production limbo, the one and only at actually Curtis Rutherford.
0: Hello. Also <laughs> happy to be sponsoring this podcast.
1: Yes. It's podcast for podcast. Uh, I don't know. Um, before we go to our case of the week, well, let's hear a few words from our podcast sponsors. Joey, why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast?
2: Oh, sure. I uh, host a podcast called The Beanball with Joey and Brady. It's hosted by me and a fellow comedy person, improviser, Brady O'Callaghan. And it's about baseball. We talk about baseball. Um, I guess it's comedy adjacent because we're, we like to think that we're funny and we like to think that the friends that we have on are funny, but I would say it is baseball forward first and
1: foremost. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Baseball first, funny second.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: Curtis, why don't you tell us a little bit about improv
0: beat by beat? Uh, well improv beat by beat is not about baseball and uh i think this <laughs> which is, is big...
2: confusing i think it
0: is very confusing yeah <laughs> yeah and also this is a great time to point out joey has never had me on his podcast despite the fact that i've said i know very little about baseball <laughs> and could add nothing to the conversation <laughs> and still he has said no sorry we have people who know things about baseball <laughs> So I don't know, that seems like something that could be resolved, uh, right, your Congressman. Uh, improv Beat by Beat is about improv. Uh, we break down different uh, ideas in improv and kind of talk about that through uh, interviews with many uh, different improvisers. And since the pandemic, there have been, there's been one new episode when UCB New York shut down and that was it. So we'll see as things come back, it will probably, hopefully, Renew, like the Phoenix.
2: And and I'll say that despite me telling Curtis that I know nothing about improv, he has had me on that podcast, so <laughs> yeah. I do kind of owe it to him.
0: At the end of every episode, and now to Joey, and it's the sound of Joey shrugging. It's just the audible sound of a shrug. <laughs> uh,
1: and this show, we uh, it is also comedy adjacent, I like to call it edutainment. And so I asked Joey, hey, what what would you like to learn about? And he said, fraud. I said, good, because being that I have a severe case of imposter syndrome, fraud is my middle name. But uh, I did go ahead and find a legal case uh, about fraud. This is from a first year uh, law school textbook, um, tort law, not the desserts, the um, unintentional injuries caused upon others, sometimes intentional fraud is an intentional tort. This case is Huffstetler versus State. The stakes in this case couldn't be higher. It involves six and a half gallons of gasoline worth $1.92. That just kind of sets the scene for it. The accused, uh, Huffstetler, was convicted by the court uh, without a jury on a charge of petite larceny, which is a very, very small case of larceny. And it involved six and a half gallons of gasoline that he stole from a service station. The defendant didn't testify or offer any evidence. There was one witness for the prosecution, and the full narrative is actually in the case. So Joey, why don't you go ahead and read uh, this excellent testimony?
2: My name is Porter Wharton. I live in, I live at Forney in Cherokee County, Alabama. I know the defendant, Thomas R. Huffstetler. I own and operate a store and service station at Forney, Alabama. On March 29th, 1952, the defendant drove an automobile up to my gasoline tanks There were some two or three other men in the car with him, and a man in the back seat got out and started in the store and asked if I had a telephone. When I told him I did not have a phone, he said he wanted some gasoline and went back and got in the car. I asked him how much, and he said, fill it up. I put six and a half gallons of gasoline in the car, and this man said to get a quart of oil, and when I went for the oil, the defendant drove off in the automobile together with the man who ordered the gas and the others in the car without paying for the gasoline. This six and a half gallons of gas belonged to me and was of the value $1.94. And this occurred in Cherokee County, Alabama, and within 12 months before the commencement of this prosecution. Uh,
1: Excellent testimony by Mr. Porter Wharton. Uh, Pretty much uh, put Mr. Huffstetler behind bars. The question here is, Uh, that was raised on appeal is Huffstetler said, well, I can't really be guilty of larceny because uh, he gave me the gas. Uh, He voluntarily parted with the possession and ownership of the gasoline. And so that he raised uh, this on appeal. And the uh, surprisingly, the court of appeal said, "Uh, actually, no, that doesn't quite work. Um, And the reason was that he obtained the gasoline by fraud. So it's, if, you, if you fraudulently uh, trick someone into giving you gas, uh, the person is just giving you possession of the gas, not title. So you don't actually own the gasoline as so you pay for it. And so that's larceny. Um, and so they said it's an aid and a bet kind of a theory. And um, if you secure the possession of something by trick or by fraud, that uh, doesn't really get consent from the owner. And this all seems very obvious, which is probably why the case wasn't actually assigned in law school. It's just in the book, like in the back, like page 732 or whatever.
0: <laughs> Under gas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, gas law is, I hear, a big, yeah.
1: It's highly profitable, actually, gas law.
0: <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can make up words of $1.94 from it. So.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, Curtis, in 1952, $1.94, you could buy a house for that much money. That's true. That's
0: yeah. true.
1: I love the specifics about this case, like the fact that it's six and a half gallons of gas. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, you know, the, they have all these law school case briefs that are on the internet. They kind of summarize the case down in earlier episodes, I'd read these whole cases, and, like, the guests would be like, I'm falling asleep here. So, I'd just, like, kind of shorten it down here. But one thing that really bothered me is they left out that extra half gallon, which matters, right?
2: Yeah. It's yeah. not nothing.
1: Yeah, that would have been, like, eight cents difference, I think, or mm-hmm. something.
2: Yeah, yeah, just about, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do like the testimony is just, like, here's the facts. That, like, washing my hands with it no, no, no further questions
0: this is my name this is where i live you have everything yeah
1: <laughs> well interesting detail too is that the, the 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 accused didn't it didn't even really offer any evidence at all like he just shows up and he's like uh not guilty do you have an explanation yeah.
2: no no this no is, <laughs> so i feel like This is the kind of thing, though, that must have happened kind of a lot right before they started asking, because now you have to pay for the gas like as you're getting Mm -hmm. it right or before you pump it. But I know it used to be that you would pump it and then pay for it. Right. Like this kind of thing must have happened a lot. When when that was the case.
1: Oh, sure. And, you know, I think it's pretty clear, you know, if you if you really carefully, you know, listen to that testimony. The first thing says "Do you have a phone. Why is that detail even in there?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like that was all part of the elaborate, like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna drive up, you ask him for a phone, you go to the bathroom, you wipe your hands slowly on a towel. We're gonna distract him, you three, and then we'll get the gas.
2: And listen, I've done recon. He doesn't have a phone, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But it's gonna psych him out. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right the fact that you're like what four friends in the car with him three yeah there are two or three other yeah. men in the car with him yeah. like here's the plan guys
2: it must it's just such a spur it's just like yeah let's get the hell out of here like <laughs> we, yeah. we're gonna fill this gas and that's gonna be it we and,
0: have a car <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and they know each other so this guy went to a gas station uh, owned by a man who he knows knows him he's like oh this guy porter knows who i am i'm going to go up and steal gas drive (laughs) off as if he's gonna forget my face
1: just gonna get away with that
0: yeah
1: yeah i I feel like you know as i these one of the things about the old case i always picture them kind of in black and white like an old movie you know and he's wearing the, the white uh you know the White service station get up. It's kind of wiping wipe his hands. Like, how can I help you, gentlemen? I'll fill her up. And he like, like we're taking careful notes of everything. Like, gotta remember there are two or three other people in the car.
2: It is. It is surprising the the, the, the detail.
0: Yeah, there is a lot of. So, just to be clear: the defendant drove an automobile. This was not a bicycle. This he's driving an <laughs> automobile. <laughs> To my gas tax,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. The the other men in the car is such a is such a fun detail of it. It's such a funny element of
1: it. You kind of wonder, like, what was the conversation in the car? Like, how much planning goes into a scam like Mm -hmm, that?
2: mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: And like, was there like maybe a debate beforehand? Like, uh, you know, okay, so what should should we should we should we ask him for windshield wipers? What, what are some what are things they have at a service station let's see they've got gas oil uh co-cola
2: we need a reason to go in and it can't be just to ask for the gasoline yeah. <laughs> what else
1: what what do they have down at porter wharton's gas station good humor bars tires
0: tires <laughs>
1: I don't know. And it's just like like the, they they didn't have, you know, the whiteboards there, but you can, you know, they're kind of like on a blackboard, they're kind of like, okay. And then we leave, we should drive down the road,
2: right? Or or we could go back the way we came from.
0: Yeah. I guess it really doesn't matter. <laughs> we have a car. And he knows who we he knows how to find us. So <laughs> 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 maybe we drive in circles around the gas station just to throw them off and then drive home.
1: Yeah. And I just imagine Porter
0: Wharton, you know, running in the middle of the street, you know, stop, stop thieves. But also Porter Wharton then immediately was like, "Okay, let me write this down. It was six and a half gallons of gas. It was a dollar ninety four worth. Like he he immediately decided I have to take notes. People are going to need to know about this injustice.
1: Well, the thing is, if you live your whole life with a name like Porter Wharton, Mm -hmm. you know, that's that's not like, you know, you know tom jones or you know or dick tracy or you know other forgettable names like that there you know it's 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 porter wharton he's he's a front of the class kind of guy mm-hmm. he's a uh, he's a show up five minutes before the bell rings with an apple in his hand kind of guy uh, porter wharton is the kind of guy who um when it comes to running for mayor he says no 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 i'll uh, be appointed dog catcher later this he just wielding his influence in the back, the back end of City Hall in Cherokee County.
2: How much, I just looked this up, how much money do you um, guys think $1.94 in 1952 money is today?
1: Uh, Are you have this- the internet in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is, this is a game, right? Okay. Or we're supposed to guess, and
0: you're yeah, not yeah. allowed to use the internet.
2: You're not allowed to use the internet, I okay. know the answer, I looked it up. Okay. We're on a I mean, Zoom call, so I went, okay, well, I'm going to look yeah. this
0: up. I'm going to guess, based off the price of gasoline,
2: $25. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Six and a half gallons. Well, in today's dollars, six and a half gallons would be $5. $30. $132. Wow.
2: <laughs> uh, it's, that's very close. Uh, it's $19.07. Oh,
1: See Curtis uh, okay. on the price is right rules Curtis went the highest got the closest right. without going over
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, uh,
1: I was neither close nor <laughs>
0: under <laughs> It's another fact and uh, frequently cited in torts of the <laughs> neither close nor under yeah. yeah So
2: that so I would say that was worth it for him right the 19 bucks Yeah
0: Oh
1: absolutely and what are the other crimes that they're trying in Forney, uh, Forney of Cherokee County, Alabama? And what, what what other kinds of, I mean, is it, I guess they just don't have a very busy yeah.
0: DA. Yeah. It is weird that of everything Porter remembers, there were two or three people in the back. Like he counts the price of the gas he, like everything in within his like well i know he asked first for the phone then he asked for this type of oil he knows everything within his little kingdom of gas but he's not like t- maybe there were two people maybe maybe it was three people maybe it was two people in a dummy i don't know I, I i didn't really look closely
1: right so one of those could have been one of those clown cars there were yeah. m- many people inside i just they were shadowy figures Forney's still a place.
2: I can't imagine much is going on if this is um, a trial.
1: Yeah, it's it's still an unincorporated community. It has a very short Wikipedia article. A post office was established in 1878 and remained in operation until 1936. The community was named for P. Forney. Who kept a store there?
2: Well, it's a good thing he didn't steal from Forney. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So in the town of Forney, apparently we have... Five or six residents we have a postmaster we have p Forney, operator of the <laughs> store <laughs> we have porter wharton
2: uh-huh. and
1: thomas huffstetler and uh-huh. two or three other people two of,
2: yeah who might not be residents for all we know they could be but Actually, but yeah likely two or three other people so big town
1: that's what it is all right well have you learned anything about fraud is what i want to know
2: Uh, yeah, big time. I've learned, um, that, uh, I, here's what I've learned. I've learned that if you steal something, you might get in trouble for it. (laughs) That's that's fraud.
1: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair. Um, I actually didn't get this out of the torts law textbook. I'm got it out of the criminal law textbook. And the reason was the fraud cases in the tort law textbook were really, really long. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they have like multi-part tests and it's like, you know, we would have to get into a discussion of Skyenter, Syenter, which is the fraudulent intent. And I just, you know, I, I was thinking, yeah I, was oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I thought, you know,
2: That's well, we have
0: a separate enter podcast yeah. that Joe yeah. and I do.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. That'll, that will find a way for, uh, to that, for
0: that podcast to sponsor your next, episode. <laughs> the Sci uh, podcast. Yeah. And yeah. So wait, just to clarify, so ultimately it's fraud because he was the, basically he was pretending he was going to pay for gas. Yes. The so fraud.
1: Well, the reason this is such an interesting case that it ends up in a case law textbook uh, seventy-five years later or whatever is this issue of uh, whether uh, it's stealing when the person voluntarily put the gas into your car and, and his argument was, I mean, it's kind of clever. Like, it's like, you know, he's, you know, he, he walks into the attorney's office. He's like, yeah, I just got convicted of larceny. Um, I didn't present any evidence at all. Um, I didn't testify and I want to appeal. And the lawyer's like, well, now hold on a second. Is this in Forney? Oh, it is in Forney. And did Porter Wharton, did he did he put the gas in your car? Okay, but here's what we're gonna do. This is how the lawyer thinks. We're gonna argue that he voluntarily put the gas in your car. So it's not stealing because you didn't secure possession. You know, you didn't you didn't take the gas yourself. He put the gas in your car. But you tricked him. Right. But that's not larceny. You don't have the requisite intent.
0: Yeah, it feels like a real like. They're trying for the letter of the law, not the intent. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, that's the
1: kind of case where you want to get your fees up front.
0: Sure. (laughs) I mean, if you don't, you're that lawyer. Yeah. What did you expect? Yeah,
1: exactly. That's no Atticus Finch right there. (laughs) That's Atticus's, you know, cousin.
2: Uh,
1: He's like, he's like, okay, let's see. Well, the year's nineteen fifty-two, a dollar fifty-two is nineteen dollars. I'll take your case for twelve dollars. That's three hundred dollars in nineteen fifty-two dollars or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And we'll just say, you know, we'll say we'll see what happens. I'm free that day.
0: <laughs> yeah, give it a shot. Uh, excuse me, sir. Could you could you step this way? Could could you step away from the uh, from the cheese plate? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, these are free samples if you plan on buying cheese. This is for people with the intent of eventually okay. buying cheese. You, you have, do you have any intent of buying cheese? It looks like no.
2: Um, I guess, I guess I was thinking I would try the cheese and then I might figure out if my intent is to buy the cheese. Cause I'd like to know if I like the cheese before I know what my intention is.
0: Yeah, that's not what this, That that's a different type of cheese plate, okay? This is the cheese plate of, you know you're going to buy a cheese. Okay. You're testing which cheese, okay? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your I, shopping cart here. There's You got no crackers. You got no uh, little bits of salami. I, you got nothing to eat with this cheese here. Yeah. You're not intending to buy cheese.
2: I, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I kind of, you walk by, you walk by a free sample place at a grocery store. You kind of don't think that it's that big of a deal to take a piece of cheese you know, I saw, I saw the lady in front of me took a piece. So I thought,
0: take, take, he says to take a piece yeah, of to cheese. Take.
2: Okay. To,
0: Not take. to be gifted. Had you been gifted a piece of cheese, that would be different. I wouldn't have to arrest you right now, which is what I'm eventually so, going to do. You're going <laughs> to arrest me for this.
1: Uh, Trey or uh, Trey, are you uh, giving difficult, are you giving uh, customers, uh, first of all, do you have toothpicks in the cheese?
0: Trey, there's two, yes, there's two picks in the cheese, of course. All
1: right, of course now, Trey, I, w- I just want to direct your attention to the sign here that says free samples, Trey. Mm-hmm. Okay, I see that you put the free sample sign behind the counter. Sure. This is the fourth time this week that this has happened. The, the, the stringent enforcement of
0: cheese rules here <sighs> Look, I'm, I'm doing two jobs, okay? I'm a cop, and I give out cheese, okay? And I'm really trying to do a double duty here, okay? Look, if you see on the back of the free cheese sign, I wrote free cheese, but free as in freedom, not free as in price. Oh, oh I
1: stand corrected. I do proceed.
0: Thank you very much. Anyways, that was my boss. He's a real good guy. Okay. Um, way Look, better I, than the
2: I, chief. I won't. You don't need to arrest me. I won't try the cheese. Okay, I'll just get out of your way here. I, 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 I didn't mean to cause any trouble or anything. All right, but I, I just think be a little bit more clear about it. I suppose.
1: Oh hi, sweetheart. Um, I'll, let me help you with those groceries. Oh. Um. Okay. I see here you got popsicles and um you got yogurt um yep no where's the um where are the crackers
2: oh well um I didn't have the intention to buy cheese and so I actually wasn't allowed to um well your mother
1: your mother's going to be here in about an hour
2: yeah the problem is is that when I walked into the store I wasn't thinking I'm I might buy cheese, I intend to buy cheese in here. It was more of a possibly spur of the moment decision. And um, so, uh, because of that and kind of the laws of the grocery store, um, I'm cheeseless, I'm crackerless. Um,
1: Nobody said anything about cheese, sweetie. Uh, uh, You know how my mother feels about crackers. She's very... She's very passionate yeah. about having appropriate amounts of crackers Excuse when they come me. over. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry, honey. Hello, I'm here early, oh, and my hey. mouth is so damp. Do you have anything <sighs> that'll take away some of the damp in my... Oh, hi, Mom. How? Like Hello. Don't ever knock
1: before you come in. We might have been doing anything at all in the world, Mom, but sure, come on. We're going to take care of your damp mouth, okay. Mom. Hey Don't uh, you worry. You.
0: Of course. It, it, it's good to see you, too. Yeah. Let, Let me just curiously. go. I'm going to
1: go to the kitchen and dry out some bread. You, you have an uncomfortable conversation. Yes. Lisa,
2: I, um, Lisa, listen, listen, Lisa, Lisa. Uh, yes. I forgot the crackers. Okay. I didn't get the crackers. I blew it. All right, I went to the store, I didn't, I didn't get the freaking crackers, and I blew it.
0: You didn't follow uh, the laws of the grocery store, did you?
2: I, I, not only that, I broke, yeah, you could say I broke the laws of the grocery store.
0: Is my son-in-law a scofflaw?
2: I wouldn't say I'm a scofflaw. I would say that I made a one-time error in judgment.
0: You know who um, else said that? Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs>
1: Okay. Hey, mom. Okay. So I wasn't able to find any bread, but I do have some really dry leftover turkey. So I just kind of cut that up. And I hope that will help you, with, uh, you just satisfy the excess saliva.
2: That'll do. Honey, I know that you didn't love that turkey I made the other night, but... I don't love that you talk about to everybody how dry it is. Well, yeah. it's
1: not everybody. It's my mother.
2: Yeah, but you've been saying this to a lot. of. I've heard you on the phone. Okay. Are we about
1: to have a fight in front of my mother again this week?
2: I didn't. I, we don't have to, but I'm just, please. Oh,
1: no. We're. This is happening right okay. now. This right. is happening right now. Well, you know, you don't always talk about my turn my turkey like that. You, well, you turn everything around. If you had just done what you promised to do, I wrote you a list with one item on it crackers.
0: You I know, come back and from I've, the store
1: with a whole story about cheese and samples and scoff I know. I have no idea who I'm even married to.
2: I know well, I'm so in my head because of the turkey thing that's happening here that I get to the grocery store, I got turkey on my mind, okay? I'm thinking that turkey was too dry. What can I do to make that turkey a little bit more moist? Yogurt, I don't know, okay? But you I'm freaking back from the store. With, you came back from the store with three items. You came back with popsicles, yogurt, and turkey. I sent you yeah. for crackers. Well, I know, okay? And, and, and I understand how I'm the bad guy here in this instance, and I'm sorry about that. But for the love of God, stop talking about my dry turkey with your friends.
1: Well, if you would just listen to me, I could talk to you about my feelings, but you don't listen. You're so caught up in your own arrogance and your own self-righteous entitlement that you can't even take one slightest bit of correction.
0: I'm sorry sorry to interrupt you two fighting, but I I have to say I've been eating this turkey It's not dry enough.
1: Why are you taking his side, Mom?
2: All right, boys. This job should be easy enough, Okay, We walk into the bank. We ask them, you know, are there a bunch of things that we, you know, can we borrow a stapler? Can we borrow some paper clips? Can we borrow a pen? We kind of really talk their ear off about the different kinds of things that we could borrow. And then we kind of wear them down, okay. And then once they're worn down a little bit, we take the vault.
0: Good. Sound good? Any Are of we- these? Thi- oh, any of these things we're asking them to to borrow these? These aren't like far away things from the vault, right? We're not like because we could try to distract. Like, hey, can I borrow a um, I don't know a milkshake? Go across the street and get me a milkshake uh-huh. or something.
2: No, these are all things that they should have readily available uh, within arm's reach. And again, this is just kind of to wear them down a little bit.
1: Guys, guys, I have a process suggestion. Like, Mm -hmm. I understand we're brainstorming right now. We're kind of all throwing out ideas, but I feel like Maybe if we could all just do just maybe a little bit more listening and we could all kind of like just let each other get kind of all of our ideas out and just kind of like maybe put it up on like a, on a board or something and maybe draw circles around them so that we could come to a consensus because I kind of feel like, like one person sort of driving the show and kind of like spelling out what we should all do. And maybe like we should try to have like some consent and some agreement because this is a group plan. And I'm just saying, like staplers and like going across the street for a milkshake, those are good ideas. They could be the best ideas, but I just feel like I haven't really had any input.
0: Yeah, of course. We're all we're all here in this gang for different reasons, right? We got we got Joey big brains, because mm-hmm. Joey, you're the big brains, mm-hmm. right? We got mm-hmm. me, we got we got I'm guns because yeah, I own yeah. a couple of guns, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And of course, we've got Johnny Flowchart. And Johnny Flowchart, I know you want to do your thing, okay? But I feel like maybe we'll pass the flow chart and more into the like, how are we going to wear down these bank robbers? Uh, yeah, we got not bank robbers, the bank tellers. Right. I'm sorry. I have guns. I'm not the idea. The guy. <laughs> You're
2: not. Yeah, I, that's me. You know, yeah, I'd
0: say, you know, that's Listen, how it I,
2: happens. I value your input. OK, Mr. Flowchart. But, you know, really. If I'm going to be honest with you, the reason that you're here is that you're actually you're a good driver, okay? And you got a car, and and you know we don't guns and I we don't have a car, okay? So that's kind of what we want your main focus to be here, driving up, staying in. We'd love it if you stayed in the car, okay? And then we get back in, and then you drive away.
1: I, you know, that might be the best idea. I'm not saying it's not the best idea. Uh-huh. I'm not saying it is the best idea. I'm just saying that with the three of us here together, mm-hmm. um, possibly four of us here together, I'm not really sure. We haven't it's even taken three or,
2: It's either yeah. three or four. It could yeah. be three. It
1: could be four. But yeah. what I just want to say is I feel like we're rushing to the decision. It's just sort of been presupposed that, that not just, I mean, like, for example, thinking out of the box, we could maybe put up names on the board and decide who should drive. I mean, sure, we, we agree, all agree, we can all come to agreement that I have a car.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But we haven't, we just sort of assumed just because I have the car and are we challenging our assumptions?
2: Okay. Yeah. I got your note about turning the gang into a commune um, and I, it's not that I don't like it, okay?
1: I appreciate but, that,
2: but I just think that's maybe a conversation. It's maybe just a little bit short-sighted. I suppose we're kind of we're kind of a you know the big day's tomorrow, right? So we gotta gotta kind of do this, and then we'll we can kind of talk about the different ways that uh, we can balance each other out going forward, but you well, know, I, time okay. is of the essence.
1: Well, right, I understand. But your theory of change, you see, it's not that you don't like it, but it's that you reject it outright. And I think that if we're going to persuade people, for example, when you want to persuade somebody, you know, if you wanted to persuade me, for example, ask me the criteria upon uh, which I'm basing my chart.
2: decision. Okay. Okay. Chart. okay, all right.
1: If there's going to be a decision made, a minute, who are the, the deciders?
2: Chart.
0: Flowchart, are you doing to us what we're about to do tomorrow to the bank tellers? Are you wearing us down with questions until we give you the game? We cut to the bank. Uh, next. Yep. So
1: I would like to discuss with you the process by which you accept deposits and run safety deposit safe deposit boxes. Now, it's taken as an assumption that you as a teller, that it's your role to both uh, accept money to um, to 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 give people their money out of their accounts, and also to help people into safe deposit cu- boxes. Now, let me suggest a couple of things that are that are questionable about those assumptions.
0: I, now, I'm not asking to do a McKinsey. Oh, sorry, thanks. Own. Closing,
2: and we see that all of the money is gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it again! Ah, oh, jeez. Okay, hold on, I, I'm gonna call, hello? Hello, police? Uh,
2: yeah, this is the police.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, I, we just got robbed, it was... Um... Okay, well, hold on,
2: did you get robbed, or did the person, did you give it to the person possibly willingly?
0: Well, I, sorry, they asked me so many questions, and at one point they asked, could we hold the money? And I'm realizing now I didn't specify how long they could hold the money for.
2: Okay, yeah, this is a problem. Uh, we can't necessarily do much about this, you know, if uh, depending on if the possession of that property was fraudulently obtained or not.
0: Wait, do you just talk yourself out of every single crime that gets called? Eh? Yeah,
2: I gotta get going. Uh
0: <laughs> Uh, someone's on the other line. Hello, 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 please. Uh, yeah, help. yeah, this is the police Help! I'm, I'm being I'm being stabbed. Okay, well, who had the knife first? I don't. I think I think it was my knife. I the guy oh punched
2: boy. me. Oh boy! Okay. Oh boy!
0: Please help.
2: Oh, this is kind of a tough one here because it was your knife first. The other person could kind of be acting in self defense
0: here, and uh, uh, well,
1: I, I, I
0: didn't care pull about it out. I, it was one. a knife that I owned. I'm a cutco salesman. It was a knife in my trunk. Oh, so you're on their property? Ooh, boy, I don't know about this one. This is
2: tough. Hello, hello, police. This is I, the police. I'm
1: down at 4th and Central. There's been a huge truck tar- truck fire. Someone came and just lit a tanker on fire and it set a building on fire and the vandals are
2: Sounds stealing- like a fire department issue to me. I'm the police department. But, but people are looting the store. They're literally taking Louis Vuitton bags out oh. the front door while it's burning. Where did you say you are? 4th and- 4th th- and Central. No, I'm on 3rd and Main- uh, it's kind of out of my jurisdiction a little bit. I'm not sure I could go two blocks over, one block up like that.
1: I, my arm is catching on fire! Okay, I, well, I, that
2: I can patch it
0: through to the fire department. For
1: oh, oh.
2: oh!
0: Hello, fire department, yeah.
1: Oh, my, my arm's on fire and I, 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 there's there's a, there's a tr- truck tanker that's on fire and people are looting the Louis Vuitton store. They're oh, taking looting. out banks and they're looting. running that's
0: out the... a, Hold on, looting, that's a problem for the cops. I'm sorry, I'm gonna transfer you over to the cops. This is the cops.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Such an informal way of answering the phone.
2: I, I, what I, can I, I say? I,
1: Oh, uh, listen, my arms on fire. My my, my, my legs on fire.
2: Oh, okay. There are people
1: running out of the now. They're going out of the converse store and they're stealing really cool shoes. And and and, and they're taking and they uh, there's actually a crowd gathering and, and 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 apparently um there's also protesters. I don't know. It's very confusing. Sir, and-
2: you're under arrest for wasting my time.
0: <laughs> oh um it, it, uh, yes, I, I'm sorry. I would just like to uh, make a, a brief uh, statement about what happened on the night of the 17th when I tripped and fell. I live, again, in Cherokee County, Alabama. Now, I tripped and fell, and I uh, hit my head, and um, I believe that, that it's your store that's the problem, because me... As a person who lives here in Cherokee, Alabama.
2: Okay, um, and this is this is my problem because you were outside of my store, is that right? And you, you listen, you remember the details very well of this, okay? But I think that you've you've just unfortunately kind of come to the wrong conclusion here, okay? Um, I do remember that night you were outside my store. Um, and I'm sorry that you felt like that. All right. We helped you out. We got you a little bandaged up. I, um, yeah, you know, and, uh, and again, details are great. I love the way that you told the story.
0: Right. But yeah. So. Just to be clear, on that cold, starless night, with Sagittarius rising Mm -hmm. in the east, Mm -hmm. I trip, I fall, I scuff myself, I yell, yelp, Mm -hmm. and I hear it reverberate across the street. Mm -hmm. And what do you do? Do you fix the sidewalk that tripped me? You gave me a Band-Aid, a compress, and that's it.
2: Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think there's anything wrong with the sidewalk here. You know, there's no, I mean, and like, again, a beautiful tale, okay? Of your, uh, a wonderful yarn that you weave there. But, you know, I, uh, I'll give you a free bottle of water. We call it a day.
0: I'll take
1: the bottle of water. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Moth Storytelling Workshop. In this workshop, we're going to teach you how to take out the unimportant details and learn how to emphasize the important details in order to be featured on a future episode of the Moth uh, radio show. You'll notice that my voice is uh, not moth-worthy. Uh, this is because I have a severe nasal congestion problem, but they said that I could teach. You know what they say, if you can't do it, teach it. So let's start, first of all, with details. It's always important to remember details in great detail. That's why they're called details. However, when does a detail get in the way of the main story?
0: You there I'm in the sorry, front. Excuse, yes. sorry. Can I take this bottle of water? Uh Absolutely. Uh, it- Boom. I've now made two bottles of water f- as a storyteller.
1: You've probably made more money than any other storyteller in history. <laughs> That's a storyteller joke inside. Not everybody gets it. Uh, you you there in the back, you look yeah. like the kind of fellow that has a, a real, a real a, a tale to tell uh, that scar across your face. Is that why you're here to tell a story about how you got that scar?
2: Yeah. I, um... I was selling knives uh, door to door.
1: So this is a great example class about, about, you want to start your story with the bag. You always want to have your story ready to go. You don't know if you're going to have 10 seconds to tell it or 10 hours to tell it.
0: Sorry, sorry, teacher, teachers, just a quick question. Um, It feels real uncomfortable if you just like point at us and say which you think our story is gonna be i i i do think
2: you kind of got lucky with me on that one yeah. but it, it could have gone a, a bad way for sure yeah
1: well that's a great great point appreciate the feedback you know we're all here to learn uh, you there in the back with the um with the long uh with the long red hair was your story about your long red hair young lady
0: no my, my story is about how I became the youngest CEO of ExxonMobil
2: what would the what would the story be about her long red hair what possibly no you gotta
1: understand something as I said at the outset you know I'm the teacher and you're the students that means I automatically
2: know more okay okay what is that what yeah all of your stories are about you're kind of nasally voiced, um, which you kind of did mention right away when you're introducing the class. And I've seen you perform a few times and they kind of all do revolve around that.
1: Oh, yeah. You remember the story about my second grade teacher. That's a that's a classic. I love to tell that in the workshops. They don't let me tell it on the air because, you know, kind of tends to meander a lot into, uh, you yeah, know, Becky, you know, Becky uh, Simpson's, uh, you know, background and her history and how her mother would, uh, you know, let me come over to play because she didn't like the way I talked. And then, you know, I wanted to take a turn on the swing. I'm getting lost in the details. But uh, the, but that's one of the things is, is that when you're a storyteller, you want to be extremely detailed. Do you see
0: what I'm saying, class? Teacher, I have a story I'd like to tell. I came to the same structure for the story that I believe it's my life's work to tell on the Mars.
2: I'd love to hear this.
0: The floor is yours. <laughs> there I was one day pumping gas. And a man came in and said, Can I use your phone? And I said, "Phone? I don't have a phone. (laughs) I got. I can get you an oil can."
2: Wow, this story is amazing! Wow, I can't believe this story. It's the best story I've ever heard. Wow, Wow, it's unbelievable.
0: And that's the story of the man who asked for a phone to use. And this has
1: been the Moth Radio Hour All-Stars Series with some of the greatest stories from some of the greatest Moth episodes of all time. That gas station story has captivated hundreds of listeners and thousands of different locations across the country, and we have literally millions of downloads. Tune in next week for the next Moth Radio Hour in which our theme will be cheese.
2: Hey, great episode um, today of that. I thought, I think it was a really, really good one. Um, everyone, all of the editors for The Moth, everyone that worked on today's show, just a real pat on the back for all of you. Um, really, really good work. Um, I have some concerns about next week's episode about cheese and it kind of has to do with intent, okay? What's the intent of this story, right? Is the intent of the story to get people to buy cheese? Then okay, we can play it, okay? But if that's not the intent, then I don't think that we should be just giving that out to our audience.
0: Welcome back to the Moth Storytelling Podcast. Tonight's episode, is sponsored by the Intent to Buy Cheese. Hey, are you thinking about buying cheese? (laughs) Then you're thinking about us. We're the Intent to Buy Dairy Council. And yes, the meetings at our company are long and confusing because we don't, to be clear, sell cheese. We don't make money off of cheese. We are unaffiliated with the dairy industry, but we are affiliated with the intent to buy dairy or dairy products. Sorry, there's so much explanation of what our council is in the sponsorship, but we just find it gets it helps to get a lot of this information out up front. Um, oh, the producer is making a, a cutting motion across his uh, across his neck. I, think that means I should talk more about the intent of buying cheese. You know, if you walk into a store, a lot of people just walk into stores and they think, well, I can just grab things. I can put it in my cart. But until you've paid for those things, you're technically a thief. Okay. In- and
2: that's the episode. <laughs> Time is up. Um, right there. We do have, that was 60 minutes. Um, so...
0: Guys, uh, it's been a real uh, roller coaster. We've had our best episode ever, and then our lowest rating episode. We had negative a yeah. hundred listeners. Yeah. People started watching and mm-hmm. returned our podcast mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. iTunes. They, they.
2: Do you think we it was should like cancel- the YouTube album? It was the YouTube yes. album of podcasts. Yeah,
1: right. Do you think uh, we should cancel the next week's episode on? The, it's sponsored by Hopes and Prayers. You know, the, 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 the thing that everybody sends in cases of uh, catastrophe, gun violence, the, the Hopes and Prayers, Thoughts and Prayers company.
0: It seems like this I mean, very esoteric
1: been, sponsors.
0: It's true. I've been working on it and I'm halfway there.
2: Well, <laughs> my thoughts and prayers are with you on finishing it. Um, but I do think that we we are kind of losing some, uh, you know, some, some things here, some listeners. And I do have a whiteboard uh, with a bunch of different kind of flow chart options that we could be looking into doing in the future. Oh, that's awesome. You
1: know, I, you know, I love, I love process. I love process. If there's one thing that gets me excited in the morning, it's, it's process talking about process, talking about esoteric ideas, taking us into a land of a podcast.
2: Yeah, and Jim, I actually forgot that you were in the room. I thought you were just kind of the bus driver for the moth. Um, I I didn't realize that you're going to be here for this, um, but great to have you on board. Um, oh,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Um, please proceed. Um, I, you know, I love you know, we, I love when
0: <laughs> we cut to the moth bus. Uh, excuse me, does this bus go just uh, go down to Fourth and Maine? Oh, um, uh,
2: no, this kind of just goes from moth venue to moth <laughs> venue. Uh, um, yeah, this, this, I mean, it is a public, but you can hop on. But um, we're, we're just kind of taking this one to uh, wherever the next moth uh, story hour is.
1: I've been on this bus for three days. I have no idea where I am, but boy, is it sure
0: interesting. A lot of detail. Come on in. Uh, okay, okay, I guess. Yeah. Guess. Oh, okay. <sighs> Just sit down here next to. Ah, uh, well, personal. I'm
1: pleased to meet your
0: acquaintance. Yep, nice to uh, to meet you as well. It looks like oh, that's Fourth and Main. We're going by it.
2: Oh yeah, the next stop is um, Third Street and Second Avenue in New York City. That's oh my God, our next. Uh, <laughs> The next place that we're going to be going here, it's uh, where the next show is.
0: So. 400 miles from here. I got on in Topeka.
2: Great details, though, huh?
1: Absolutely. I never thought I could learn so much about toothpicks and the background behind them and how one toothpick toothpick could change someone's life.
0: Fascinating. And that video, that audio that you're listening to right now, that was taken from the bus. Now, of course, a lot of people are saying these people were kidnapped. They were kidnapped, they were taken away from their homes, but of course they got on the bus willingly. And if they were eventually driven to a moth sweatshop where they had to work day in, day in, day in and day out, uh, 18 hours a day coming up with stories for moth storytelling, well, that's that's just what happens. They agreed to that. And therefore you can't find my client guilty of kidnapping.
2: Boy, am I glad I paid you pre-trial, huh? You're crushing it out there. This, <laughs> you're doing great. Thank you so much. I think, I think I'm set. I think I'm free. So thank
0: you. Uh, I think it's actually up to the judge to say that. Not thank you. My <laughs> my lawyer just kind of
2: seems well, like my lawyer acquitted me. So well,
1: like... I'll just tell you, as, uh, you know, Judge uh, Coltrane here. You know, they always say. A good lawyer knows the law but a great lawyer knows judge coltrane and i know you well so let's go let's go get ourselves some free cheese and set your client free what do you say
0: let's do it
2: yeah i mean i obviously am very in favor of that um uh uh, because i'd love to be free so uh thank you thank you both
0: But what about me? I was (laughs) on a bus for three
2: weeks. And the credits roll.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was fun. Yeah,
2: that was good. That was fun. Yeah.
1: So the third bit I do is I like to, you know, ask random questions. So I'm going to start with Joey. And um, uh, this is a two-part question to you, Joey. One Part one is, uh, if you could travel to any time or place, just to kind of experience it, assuming... Uh, that you're not going to disturb the fabric of space time. Mm-hmm. Where and when would you go, and which vehicle would you choose? HG Wells' time machine, the DeLorean, uh, Bill and Ted's um, Bill and Ted's um, phone booth, or uh, mm-hmm. another form of time traveling? Hot a hot tub. Um, you know what, what? What's your mode of transportation, and where do you go?
2: Um, great. Okay, I like this. Um, there's a lot of a lot of real possibilities here i i'm definitely like curious about like 1920s paris i would say if we're thinking like not so far back in the future or back in the past i would think like that is maybe like a pretty fun interesting time to to go to um can you go into the future or is this just the past
1: Uh, It's your time machine. Take it where you like. (laughs) Yeah.
2: The other thing would be, I I, I guess I'm thinking like within the last hundred years or within the next hundred years for me for some reason, because I would be curious about maybe going a hundred years from now too, um, so that it's like probably... You know, recognizable but very different feeling. But I, 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 I would be curious what the, what the semi near future looks like in that regard. Um, I would go with Bill and Ted's phone booth because I feel like th- when they travel, there's some fun that they get in the, in the actual traveling part of it. You know what I mean? They're not just like boom there. They have these like weird space-time things to- Tubes, uh, yeah, the, the yeah, tubes. The, yeah, the tubes. And I think that, like, it'd probably be scary and probably wouldn't make you feel very good, but I think it could be fun to experience that.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, your answer is incorrect.
2: Oh, damn.
1: <laughs> damn. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, really? Are you kidding? Damn. No. Damn. Oh,
1: that's damn pretty, that's damn. cool. I like that. Nin- so 1920s Paris. No 1920s more than
2: Paris, I- yeah, I... I feel like that's just like a very romantic time yeah. in my mind. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah
1: the, there's this whole. Con- you reminded me of this concept, future shock, that uh, theoretically, if you um, someone took someone 500 years into the future, their heads would explode because it just they'd have no frame of reference. Sure. So, I, so I think it was a wise choice not to go further than 100 years in the future because your head would hate
2: my- would hate yeah. for my head to explode. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to toss a question to Curtis. Hypothetically, if you could change something about yourself or something in your own life, what would it be?
0: Oh, um, there are, um, I don't know if this is quite the same, but there's a lot of like, um, stories that in my family that I kind of like missed out on that, like, um, on, on my dad's side are um, his grandparents on both sides. For a long time, they kind of had cut off communication with my grandma and grandpa, because uh, my, my grandmother was Korean, my grandfather was white. And so they kind of both were like, nope, we don't want any part with, of that. And so I kind of missed all of those stories and I, I missed a chance of kind of like finding out a lot about it until later. And so I wish when I was younger, I'd kind of gotten more from my grandfather and, and grandmother of like what their experience was like living in Korea and then here and all of that stuff. Um, because um, like, yeah, mostly it was, I just didn't get as much of that part. And I was just thinking the other day that I wish I had learned a lot more um, cooking from all of my grandparents. like. Uh, my grandfather was from Indiana and he was real good at like making chili and smoking fish and all of this other stuff. My grandmother made, you know, kimchi and japchae and all of this great food that I had to like relearn how to make later as an adult. And then on my mom's side, they were like uh, farmers. And so it was a lot of like fried chicken and that kind of stuff, which is, you know, easy enough to make, but it's like, oh, I wish I had learned how did they make these things. So yeah, I wish I'd learned this is also very covid specific because having now spent a year making food constantly i'm like oh i know how to make five things i think and i just do slight variations of those five things constantly um so yeah so i've been thinking a lot of how like i wish i had learned more of those recipes uh earlier
1: awesome um your answer is also incorrect
2: oh, oh, fuck damn. <laughs> Damn, sorry, Curtis. I don't think I that's should a, have
0: said 1920s Paris. I think yeah, I know. Was, yeah, my, and I yeah. should have
2: said, and I should have said Curtis's grandparents' food. Yeah, I should have read
1: more yeah. p- interviewing books. Actually, I don't think it's a good idea to ask your guests questions and tell them they got it a... <laughs> <laughs>
2: wrong.
1: <a> bad idea. <laughs> Hold on, let me just Google, see if I can Google that. Oh. It says uh, $19. It says don't do that. Oh, okay.
2: $19. oh $19. Okay. okay.
0: That's oh, a lot of money. Yeah.
2: That's, yeah, pretty, good. That's money. pretty good. That's
0: pretty good. I'd um, steal from somebody I know for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask Joey is um, if you could imagine like an invention that would have really impacted your life in a positive way, um, like, some, like something that doesn't exist, like, I don't know, uh-huh. a, like the, in the Jetsons, you know, they have a bed that like tilts you into the shower directly or mm-hmm. some, something like that, that would have really been great. What would it be?
2: Yeah, I the thing that I want the most and this was definitely the case, like in New York City, when you're like commuting on the subway and you know, like four years ago, the subway was like, pretty, a pretty big pain in the ass to use for a while and things like that. I always I. I always thought like, well, I, I don't want like I feel like teleportation's too much to ask to just like teleport anywhere in the world. What I want is I want to be able to teleport t- if I can see the thing, then I can tell I can just be there. I can be at the thing that I can see. <laughs> <laughs> Limited teleportation. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you have to yeah. be able to see it.
2: And right. if you can see it and you want to go there, you're there. Boom. I used to
0: live, when I lived in Astoria, you could like see the uh, Astoria Boulevard and Ditmars thing, they're above ground. And there were many times where I'd like be walking down, I'd be three blocks away from the, from the train, I'd see it pull up and I'd mm-hmm. think, If I could teleport on that train, and then I'd think, why am I limiting in my wish fantasy to, like, I wish I could slightly more effectively take public transportation, (laughs) which is still not funded in this fantasy. It's still underfunded, and I know I will wait 20 minutes, so I'm glad I'm not the only one who has very minor... (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah it would just kind of yeah it's like oh i can i have a view of of manhattan from my place and it's like oh it'd be great just to like be there already <laughs> i just want to already be at that place yeah. um yeah so it'd be that yeah i no, hope that cool. answer was right i hope that answer i was
1: right. that was the great that was a great answer uh, yeah. That was an awesome answer
0: can um, i throw um, I put an into this, to this. I yes, wish, please. I uh, I wish cars were a little bit faster, like 10% faster. Uh, That's the invention I want, like 10% faster cars. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: That's good. So like li- also, the, like the limited improvements, like the, yeah. just the, the marginal. Thing.
0: Speed limit is still the same.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just, 10% just, just 10% faster. But you just end
0: up getting places a little bit faster. Just mm-hmm. a little yeah. little,
1: yeah. How about this one, Curtis? I don't know if I asked you this when you were on before, but uh, it's one of my favorites, is if you were a uh you're able to choose your superpower you know you're like in that know, the it's the, the i don't know the x-men or whatever you, mm-hmm. it's going to be assigned to you and you can choose whichever
0: one what would it be teleporting to subways um, <laughs> I actually i do think like teleporting is the coolest of all uh powers because they're kind of like hey, what do you need to fly for you can teleport a whole bunch or whatever oh yeah um probably that although also i grew up reading a lot of spider-man and i think but that's a lot of powers i guess is if the question is like which one power i guess every superhero is like five powers so i just have uh-huh. enough power to not be enough a superhero but i have one superpower to be clear
1: that, that was the hypo but yeah so who cares it's this a okay. podcast <laughs> so whatever you want sure.
0: <laughs> um yeah, I think uh, I think teleportation. I, always, I also think, I realize I'm now just stealing from the questions that Joey was asked, but I think time travel would be cool if I could. you could time travel and watch things without worrying about the like changing them or anything like that. Like if you just like teleported and you were receiving light, you were receiving information, but you didn't have to worry about like, well, whoops, uh, I just shot Lincoln. Oh, well. You can yeah. just like see what happened
1: yeah exactly well that's kind of like the 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 time travel thing really interests me be, because every time you see a movie with time travel or read a book with time travel it's there's just certain things you can't there's always going to be a problem you yeah. can't mm-hmm. because it's just impossible to think through all the different things that one little thing changes and so you really have to suspend a lot of disbelief um you know, to, to, to go with a time travel
0: story. Uh, I know, I I now know my superpower. My superpower would be, I know who is right in any situation. Like anything (laughs) that happens, any disagreement, I can just say, no, you're wrong. That person, she's right. (laughs) And I not only know objectively who is right but other people accept that Mm -hmm. statement so like if you're on the subway and somebody's like blocking the door and somebody's like hey why are you blocking the door and he goes i'm not blocking the door i could go nope you were blocking the door and that's wrong and he would go damn (laughs) the power of
2: arbitration yes
0: exactly (laughs) oh man
1: that's like (laughs) that's like a whole other improv sketch the arbitrator (laughs) oh man that is on yeah no that's
2: good i like that's fun critters i like that a lot that's good i like that superhero i've always liked the idea of like super speed as a power but i'm also always worried that like you get really tired (laughs) like does is
1: seems like a lot of effort
2: yeah but i don't know but maybe not maybe if that's like your maybe it's just like normal
1: yeah. I was yeah. like super speed. Like the flash was one of my favorites because it felt like it's almost achievable. Like you're like, I'm pretty fast. <laughs> I can be faster. Close. I'm close. Is there an upper limit?
0: <laughs> but also then are you just like eating all the time? Is it like right. people who are into CrossFit or the mm-hmm. rock or whatever, where it's just yeah. like, okay, for most of the day I sit down and I just eat cod. Mm-hmm. And then for like 15 minutes every day, I can run nearly the speed of light. Yeah. <laughs> free cool. Yeah, that be worth it that and all worth that it. cod all that cod delicious delicious
1: there's so many different ways to prepare it <laughs> yeah it's like so, uh i went to some restaurant it's like it was describing cod and it's like you know cod it's the blank slate of the, the food universe or, and i'm like that's not really a good argument <laughs> Like <laughs> nobody goes to like Lackman. they're like, mm, I love all these blank canvases. <laughs> <laughs> really, you know, it's like the painting's terrible, but the canvas they started with. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last question. Um, what are you grateful for? Or one thing that you're grateful for, Joey?
2: I'm grateful for... Because I'm, I'm grateful for like the community of people that I know and that I have in my life who are like good people that I enjoy talking to. And even like this past year, like in any way that we could communicate with each other. And that also obviously includes like my wife and my family and things like that, of course, but, but, but just generally like the people that I, uh, get to, Spend my time with and thinking about. I'm very like grateful to have people that I love. It, it, mm-hmm. uh, it, um, amongst all that, yeah.
1: That's cool. Yeah. I also liked it was a, it was a, actually a bit of a lawyerly answer because you know if you're like when you're talking about people you're like oh well if I say I'm grateful for so and so then I better make sure I'm covering everybody else. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this so was very all-encompassing. So it was smart because you would say, you diplomatic.
1: know, another layer of generality that made it safe. So uh, um, what was your And I include,
2: again? Billy and Curtis, I include you within that.
1: Oh, I told you before we started recording, I do a podcast so I can make new friends.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it works. Yeah. That sounds a little sad when you say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really glad I met you. Um, Curtis, what, I know I asked you this before, but uh, you can give the same answer if you want, but what do you feel grateful for?
0: Um, I feel like Joe's answer is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, same, like, especially this year has made it very clear of like what is important and what is less important and kind of um, just realizing the um, dip in energy that I have when I haven't talked to people outside of my apartment. Obviously I get, I love talking to my girlfriend. She's amazing, but sometimes, you know, it's been a year seeing another human and talking to another human. I'm very grateful for all of the uh, great people around me.
1: Yeah. yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, I'm right now. I'm uh, so looking forward to an improv class or something where it's like, just, you know, something that's not work. And, you know, I have a great relationship with my family, but, you know, something that's, uh, you know, different, just different energy. It's something I have, you know, that I can go home and Mm -hmm. tell my family about, oh my God, the funniest thing happened in improv class today. So, um, but I'm glad that we could share this time together. Is there anything, uh, we, can you guys just, uh, promote your podcast again in case people forgot and anything else that um, you'd want, um, our listeners to hear about?
2: sure um my podcast is called the bean ball you can find it anywhere the beanball Joey and Brady uh, if you like baseball even if you're mildly curious about baseball it's worth a listen we, we are we try to put uh we call it the most exciting podcast about the most boring sport so we're trying <laughs> have fun with it and uh, i'm on twitter i think i made my profile public again recently uh <laughs> uh beardzoid b-e-a-r-d-z-o-i-d
0: beardzoid
1: awesome thank you joey and curtis
0: um improv beat by beat which is at curtisrutherford.com improv that's r-e-t-h-e-r-f-o-r-d um and i'm on twitter and elsewhere at actually curtis and yeah I'm going to end
1: with a public service announcement. I just want to um, give a shout out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. That's 1-800-273-8255. If you're having a hard time or thinking about uh, with depression or anxiety and you're worried about, or if you're worried about a friend or a loved one, you just need emotional support. The Lifeline Network is available 24-7 across the United States. The number is 1-800-273-8255. The pandemic has been really hard on a lot of people. There is help. There is support. And you can talk to someone right now or anytime. It's available for everyone. It's free. It's confidential. The number is 800-273-8255. 800-273-8255. 800-273-8255. Thanks to my guests, Joey Price.
2: Thank you. Curtis Rutherford. Thanks.
1: Laying Down the Law is a product of Beyond Unreasonable Doubt. It's produced by Jeffrey Feitner and Verboten Productions. Our music is Galactic Damages by Jingle Punk. Our cover art is courtesy of The Mighty Q. I want to thank our listeners. If you're enjoying the show, please tell a friend, subscribe, call me up. You could be a guest. Who knows? Write a review, leave us a rating, five stars, if you like. If you have an interest in sending fewer stars, don't uh, but if you're not uh, that interested, I would be surprised if you're still listening. Please feel free to tweet at me at Max Esquire. That's an 80s reference. You can Google it if you're under the age of 40. With any questions, comments, or suggestions, I'm your host, Billy Clerk, And I'm just a guy who cries at commercials every single day.